with the Salkas. We're stationed in Lake and Heath, England, and we'd like to wish you all a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Merry Christmas, Bridge Church. Miss you guys. Hey, what's up, Bridge? It's Enoch. You know me. I'm currently in the Air Force and currently deployed to the Middle East. I just want to send y'all a shout out from 7,000 miles away. Say, I wish you a Merry Christmas. May God be lifted high this season. And a shout out to my wife, Jeanette. I love you, and I'll be home soon. Hello, Bridge Church. This is Liz and Jane Hancock, your resident missionaries to Belize uh, and to that wonderful nation and to its people. And we just want to say thank you for your labor of love and for your work there and all that you do. And may the Lord richly bless you and keep you at this wonderful uh, Christmas season and going into the new year. And the pastor from Hollock Tay sends their greetings and says to Pastor Farrell, uh, we have some Chetcheronis waiting on you when you come back. And the Lord bless you and you guys have a great and wonderful holiday season. This is Chaplain Tom Bays. My family and I are fully settled in here in Japan. We miss Goldsboro and we miss being able to be a part of the bridge. Our ministries are large here and we have a lot going on during the week. Pray for us as we pray for you. Pray especially for our military marriages. God willing, we will see you again soon. Aloha from Hawaii. Although we're enjoying all our adventures here in paradise on earth, uh, we miss you guys, our bridge family. So we long for the day and we'll be with you in true paradise, in heaven, with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Until then, we have to say aloha and bye for now. Aloha! Hey, Bridge family, this is Captain Mary Diamond from uh, Afghanistan. Just wanted to take a few minutes to wish everybody back home in North Carolina a very Merry Christmas. I miss all of you, and uh, we'll be praying for you this holiday season. I uh, just pray that uh, the blessings abound upon all of you as we enter the new year. Merry Christmas! Turn to your neighbor, and I'm sure this would apply maybe to one or two of them, and just say, man, you look good in your in red or green or whatever color they're wearing. A lot of red and green in here tonight. So obviously we have a little bit more uh, different feel tonight. It's crazy to think another year has gone by, right? I mean, it's just, it, time flies. I remember we had our Christmas services last year, and we had just moved into this worship auditorium. And, you know, as years pass, it's just a time of reflection to see what has happened in our lives and around us. And I know for many of you at Christmas time, maybe you lost a loved one or has different memories. We just want tonight to be all about Jesus. And this season is just such an awesome season, but like many of you, it's easy for us to get into the commercial aspect of it. But we want tonight just to be a whole different feel. And so what we would ask is this, we just want you to be open. We got a little bit more mellow type of worship. And so we just want you to be open to whatever God wants to speak to you tonight. We've got drama and message and worship. So I just wanted to start off and, and say a word of prayer and ask that God's will would be done in this service and in our hearts and that we receive him as our Lord and Savior. 
tonight. Let's pray. God, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you, Lord, for your love and your mercy. And Lord, we just ask that this would be a different night. It's packed out, Lord, and that's awesome. And we just remember, Lord, what you did for us when you sent your son to come to this earth as a baby, to be born so humbly in a manger, and to live a perfect life, and then go to a cross for us. And so we celebrate that through him, Jesus Christ, Lord, we have salvation. And so we lift up these songs to you, this worship to you, as we sing some Christmas songs that are many are, the, are familiar to these people here. We just ask, God, that you move. You speak to our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said together, amen. Let's sing together. So they're asking me one more thing. If all of you guys could slide as far as you can to this side, because there's people looking for seats. We've got a lot of people still standing at the back. If you could just push your way to the edge, that would be great. Everybody slide to your left, my right, and let's clear up a little bit of room for some people so we can sit down. All right? Thank you. sound good. Keep singing. Love 
Christmas, everyone. Isaiah 9, 6 says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, 
And the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Can we give God praise in this house tonight? Amen. Band did an outstanding job. I'm going to let you turn to one another. Give each other a high five, a Merry Christmas hug around the neck. Tell somebody you're glad to see them in church tonight. Welcome, welcome. Good to see you in church tonight. If you have any space in between where you're sitting and someone else, if you could slide in, that would be awesome. We still have people on the walls that are standing. If you have room, if you could let folks know that you have room, we have some space up here at the front. On the front row, there's space available down here. So guys, just make your way, if you will. Uh, we're about to receive the offering in just a few moments. If you've already given online, thank you so much for your giving. We do appreciate it very, very much. And um, I just want to thank you for that. I want to welcome everyone that we have that is here, all of our guests that are here for the first time, and even guests that we have. How many guests do we have with us that are from out of town visiting family? How many guests? Just raise your hand all over the auditorium. Welcome to the bridge. We are so, so happy that you are here. Now, if you're a guest of ours uh, tonight and you don't have a church, I keep saying tonight, I guess it's this evening, it's going to be dark when we get out. So um, if you don't have a church home, uh, we would love for you to stop by the Connect Center on your way out. And there's some folks that are there that would love to talk to you and uh, share with you just a little bit about the church, give you a little bit more information. There's also a card that is in your seat, and uh, we just want, we put that in your seat to invite you back to another service sometime, but also for those that are here that are regular attenders of the bridge, we want you to take that and invite a friend. We want you to invite someone. What greater gift could we give someone during Christmas and at the beginning of the year than to invite them to church? and to be a part of what God is doing, not only just here at the bridge, but all over this community. God is working and moving in powerful, powerful ways through many, many churches in our community, and we just thank God to be a part, a small part of what God is doing in our world in reaching those for Jesus. So right before our choir sings, and boy, you're going to be blessed uh, by their special tonight. I did want to share with you, as we think about this giving opportunity, I wanted to share with you what God has done this Christmas through your generosity and through your giving as a church. We did a thing, it was uh, Christmas bags that we had that we gave to every uh, family right at the beginning of December this year. We asked you to go and fill that bag up and bring it back to us because of your generosity we blessed 221 people at the soup kitchen with the following items. Seven food items, five snack items, a blanket, a scarf, a hat, socks, glove, gift card, and chapstick. Is that not awesome? Give yourself a hand there. 
But that's not all. There were 221 people at the soup kitchen, and that, that's uh, a lot of that is the homeless population uh, that is within our community. 81 women at hospice will receive a scarf, a glove, a hat, and a sock set. And then there's more. 20 children. I know I'm holding this thing a long way from my eyes there. Somebody give me some glasses for Christmas, uh, Santa Claus. Um, <laughs> 20 children who attend the bridge, along with 10 children supported through Easter seals, receive Christmas gifts through our life groups this Christmas season. Is that not awesome? We were, we were delivering gifts as late as this afternoon at 2 o'clock. And um, I just thank God for your generosity. I appreciate it very much. And, and your giving makes a difference in the lives of so many people. You're going to leave tonight. You're going to go home. You've got a tree that's got presents all up underneath it. You're going to be with family, enjoying one another's presence. And I just want you to, I, I just want to thank you that you didn't forget, that you didn't walk through this season of the year with blinders on and think only of yourselves, but you thought of others and how you could bless and reach out to other people. Over 350 families have been blessed this year because of your generosity. Thank you for your giving tonight. It makes a huge difference in how we're able to reach out and impact many other lives in this community. So I appreciate your giving. God, I ask you to bless the gift and the giver tonight. I pray that it would be used for your glory. I pray that it would be used to reach out to others, that it would enable us to be the hands and feet of Jesus and to show your love throughout this world that we live in. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Worship with our choir, would you? your head upon your mother's shoulder close your little eyes your father's here and he will keep you safe while the whole world waits for you to wake up. Sleep now, little child. Let the song of angels be your My soul 
Hey, my name's Timothy, but you guys can call me Tim. And I've been asked to tell you my story. It's not the happiest of stories. In fact, it makes me kick myself every time I tell it. But I felt that it was important to share with you a sort of cautionary tale, I guess. You see, I was there that night many, many years ago. Now, what night is the interesting part? But rather than tell you, I think I'll let you figure it out. It makes it more dramatic that way, I think. It was a night like any other night. It was dark, but the moon and the stars were so bright, you could still see a good distance in front of you. Man, I used to love to just lay back in the grass and stare up at those stars and just feel small, you know? Anyway, on that particular night, I was out with a group of guys, tending the sheep. We were all hanging around by the fire, eating dinner, telling stories. You know how it goes. When out of nowhere, this bright light appeared. And it had a face, which was a first for me. So I jumped up, grabbed my staff and my knife, and I was ready to show down. Which, looking back on it, seems crazy. I mean, what was I doing? Did I really think I was going to win that fight? Anyway, out of nowhere, the thing spoke. This deep, rich voice that nearly knocked me off my feet. It said, do not be afraid. It's all well and good when you read about it later. But in the moment, it was like, how am I not supposed to be afraid? You're a light and you're talking. That's scary. It said that a Savior had been born in Bethlehem and would be wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And this whole time I'm thinking, wait a minute. The Christ, the Savior, the Lord is going to be lying in a manger. A manger where dirty animals eat? And look, y'all, I'm a shepherd, okay? I've seen the meat. Those things are disgusting, all right? And all this is going through my head. When out of nowhere, the whole sky fills up with an entire army of angels with the most intense light you've ever seen. It was literally as if the stars from heaven had fallen on earth and were praising God right in front of us. It was amazing, absolutely amazing. I mean, there's, there's just no other word for it. It was simply amazing. And then just as quickly as they came, they were gone. And me and the rest of the shepherds were sitting there with our heads spinning, wondering what on earth had just happened. Some of the shepherds started talking about going to Bethlehem to see the Savior child. And I was right there with them every step of the way, agreeing with them every step until it hit me. What are you doing? Do you know how late it is? Do you know how far it is to Bethlehem? You can't go. Besides, you got to look out for yourself, and you've got a plan, and you got to stick to the plan. And leaving everything behind to find Christ is not part of the plan. I mean, sure, in retrospect, it seems like a no-brainer to go. But what was I supposed to do? I had plans, responsibilities, a future in mind. Besides, how did I even know that he was going to be there? None of it made any sense. Maybe it was just some long, elaborate joke, or maybe I'd eaten something bad that day and had dreamt the whole thing. But yet, somehow, I knew it was true. Man, I could have been a part of the greatest event in the history of man. I was just too scared to follow. Christ was right there. 
I just didn't have the faith to go through with it. So what's my warning? What are the wise words I have for you this evening? Don't miss the call of Christ like I did that night. Don't get so caught up in everything else that's going around around you that you miss the point of it all. Because just like he was calling me that night, he's calling you. How will you respond? Will you follow him? We welcome all of our guests. We're so glad you're here. Hey, Bridge family, let all our guests know how happy we are they're here today. Yes, sir. <clears throat> Pastor Jeremy just sent me a text and said that the Goldsboro campus is packed out and they're standing in the lobby watching on the flat screen. So let's give it up for Goldsboro. And if you guys don't mind, real quick, my pastor buddies will never believe me, so I want to get a picture real quick. Sure, you had a, yeah, yeah, my pastor buddies are going, sure, you had a thousand people. I'll whip that phone out. What a sweet spirit, and there's sweet spirit in the house today. I love the sound of the babies. I love the sounds of the little children. Uh, now, Sunday, we won't take them back over there, but I love it. <laughs> I love it today. It's awesome. I mean, those little sounds, that's Christmas sounds right there, isn't it? And I was kissing little babies and before service, they were crying. It was awesome. So, we've been talking about Mary on Sunday morning for the last four weeks. We've been talking about how we should react to the birth of Christ. And I've really been talking to people who have decided to follow Jesus. They have become believers and said, yes, I want to give the rest of my life to Jesus Christ. And I want to follow him. And I receive his payment for my sins on the cross. And I receive the eternal life he provided for me through the resurrection from the grave. And I lived the, the first part of my life, I lived it for myself, but no more. I want to follow Jesus. Now, if you're here today and you haven't made that decision, we hope you'll make that decision today. I'm telling you, if you do, it'll be the best Christmas you ever had. I promise you. I promise you it'll only get better from there as you connect with uh, a church somewhere, you connect with other people of God. But I want to talk to you just a little bit about what we've said about Mary. We went to the book of Luke chapter 1, and we read verses 46 through 55. And we're not going to do that today, but you can write that down if you're taking notes. And look at that when you get home. It's Mary's song of praise. It's her song of worship. When she found out that she was going to be the mother of the Messiah, she sang a song of praise to God. And um, my whole intentions when I started this sermon series called Christmas Unplugged as we talked about how to unplug from the secular part of Christmas, which I love that part too, but I especially love, of course, more the spiritual side of Christmas, and that is the birth of Jesus and all that he has done for us. So we're talking about how to unplug from the secular and plug into the spiritual side of Christmas. And so uh, we talked about 
you know, following God and being what God wants us to be and what does he want us to do during Christmas? How does he want us to respond to him? And we looked at Mary's words and we said, well, not only Mary, but um, Elizabeth, and we studied Zacharias, and we studied Simeon and Anna. We looked at how the angels reacted. We looked at how the wise men reacted. We looked at how the shepherds reacted. And all of them had the same reaction to the birth of Jesus. And what was it, Bridge? Worship. It was worship. And then we looked at Mary's worship, and we looked at the quality of it. And we said, what are the qualities of Mary's worship? So we dug down deep, and we found out that Mary's worship was deep within. It came from deep within her. It was not superficial. It wasn't just worship on the outside. It came from deep within her. As we looked at the words when she said, it came from my soul. It came from my spirit. And then we found out that her worship was passionate. It was intense. And Mary worshiped. She said, I exalt the Lord. And we found out about that word megaluno. And, the, and we get our word mega from that. And it means extra large. Mary's worship was extra large. Mary's praise was extra large, extra loud. She worshiped her God that way. And then we found out last Sunday, this past Sunday, that it was a continual worship. It wasn't a one-time event. It wasn't one-time worship. This was a lifestyle Mary had. It was a continual worship. And then we discovered that her worship was humble. It was a very, very humble worship, and we talked about how Mary um, just focused on God, and it was not about her, but it was about her simply obeying him. And here's what we want to talk about today, and I'm only going to talk to you for just a few minutes. I want to talk to you about not only the quality of Mary's worship, but I want you to listen, the person, the person of her worship. The Bible says, look at it in Luke 1, 46 and 47. She said, my soul, my soul does exalt the Lord. There it is. My soul exalts who? The Lord. And my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior. So the object of worship for Mary, listen, listen, it's God. The object of her worship is God. The person of her worship is God. All the glory goes to God. All the honor from Mary's heart goes to God alone. All the praise from Mary goes to him alone. Have you ever thought about the word worship? It comes from two words, worth-ship. In other words, he is worth our worship. He's worth it. Do you all remember in the Bible when another Mary, a different Mary, she took this bottle of ointment do you remember? And she broke it and poured the ointment all over Jesus. And that bottle of ointment was worth almost a whole year's wages. And she was mocked and she was criticized and she was ridiculed, not by people outside the church, but people inside the church. Imagine that. And she was criticized for giving all of it to Jesus. But here's what Mary said. This is a different one. She said, he was worth the whole bottle. If Mary had lived in the South, she would have said something like this. If I had a 50-gallon barrel of that stuff, I'd have poured it all over him because he's worthy. He's worthy of my worship. He's worthy of my praise. Worship, you see, is very centralized. Worship is very simple. 
Worship is very focused. Our worship is to be one-dimensional. Our worship is to be to the God of the Bible. Listen to what it says in Luke 4 and 8. In Luke 4 and 8, Jesus said this. These are the words of Christ himself. It is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and serve him only. That's what Jesus said. 1 Timothy 1.17, listen to this. To the king eternal, immortal, and visible, the only God be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. Here's what I want to say to you today. God is the center. God is the circumference of worship. All of our worship is to be directed toward God, and especially at Christmas as we remember the greatest gift ever given. But then I want you to notice one more little thing. I want you to notice that Mary didn't say, I worship my Lord. She said, I worship him as my Savior. I worship him as my Savior. That was in verse 47. Mary gets even more specific. Not only do I worship the Lord, but I worship him in a specific way. I worship him as my Savior. Now, I want to say something to you out of my heart. I want to give you a little personal testimony today. As I was getting ready for this and what I would share with you at this Christmas Eve service, I got to thinking about it. You know, if he had not saved me, I don't really know that I could get into worship. If he had not rescued me, I don't know that I could really get into praising him. I mean, I know he's omnipotent, he's all-powerful, and that amazes me. I don't even understand that. There's no power greater than the power of God. He's omnipotent, and, and that's awesome. And when I'm praising him, and I, I usually sit over here every Sunday, and when I'm worshiping him, and when I worship him privately, and when you see me worshiping him, I think about the omnipotence, the all-powerfulness of God. And I think about the omniscience of God. And that is that God knows all things. There's nothing God does not know. And I think about that, and that makes me want to worship him. And then I think about uh, not only that, but his omnipresence. That means God is everywhere all the time. There is nowhere God is not. He's everywhere all the time. And then I think about the immutability of God. And that means that God never changes. And I am just swept up in all of these amazing attributes of the incredible, amazing God, the God of the bridge, the God we serve. But i got to tell you something. The thing that makes worship burst out of me is that he was my rescuer. He was my Savior. I needed to be rescued. I needed to be saved. And so do you. So do you. You need to be rescued. You need to be saved. And I say to you today, He is the only one who can rescue you. He is the only one who can save you. If He were not our Savior... None of us would be worshiping him. We would be hiding in fear from him, wouldn't we? Worship, listen, all of it, every bit of it, no matter what other attribute God possesses, no matter what other dimension of his person and work you talk about, all of worship is basically set loose in us in the great reality that we are saved from our sins and from the judgment 
of our sins. He rescued us from that when he died on the cross, when he rose from the dead. Listen to what the Bible says. In the book of Luke chapter 19 and verse 10, it says, The Son of Man has come for this reason, to seek and to save that which is lost. The angel said to Mary in Matthew 121, and I love the Amplified Bible, and if you don't have an Amplified Bible, add it to your library. The Amplified Bible says she will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. Listen to this. The Greek form of the Hebrew Joshua. Did you know the Old Testament name Joshua and the New Testament name Jesus are the same? And you know what they both mean? Savior. Savior. Come to rescue. Come to save. And then she goes on. And then uh, in Matthew one twenty one, the angel goes on talking to Mary. For he, Jesus, will save his people. That's what our songs were about today. He will save his people from their sins. That means that he will prevent them from falling. He will prevent them from failing. He will prevent them from missing the true end and scope of life, which is God. And if it weren't for the fact that he was our Savior today, nothing else about him would mean very much to us. I mean, you could think about all those wonderful things I just said, those big words, those big theologic words, omnipotence, omniscience, omnipresence, um, immutability, all of those things are wonderful. They're great words. They're great theological words. They're great truths about God. They're great attributes of God. But listen, let me ask you something. What would any of that mean to you if he had not saved you? If he had not rescued you? What if you knew all those awesome things about God, but you knew that you were bound for an eternity without him? No, we don't have to worry about that because not only is he all of those things, he is God our Savior. He is referred to as God our Savior throughout the Bible, but especially in Timothy and Titus. The God of the bridge is a saving God. He is a saving God. God the Father sent his son Jesus into the world to save us from our sins. Jesus was born in Bethlehem to provide deliverance from our sins. So tonight on this Christmas Eve, the object of our worship is God who is our Savior. You know the thing I love about God is I study other religions of the world. I see them cry out and beg their God to help them, beg their God to save them, and beg their God to rescue them. And I stand off and look at them and go, you know what? I don't have to beg my God to rescue me. I don't have to beg my God to save me. You know what I found out about God? It's his nature to save us. It is his, it is his way, it is his desire to save us. It is his will to save us. Listen, he is the one who seeks us that we might be saved. Don't you remember when Adam and Eve messed up in the Garden of Eden? It was God who sought them out. Adam and Eve were trying to what? They were trying to hide. God sought them out. And I remember what he said. Adam, Adam, what did he say? Where are you? He sought Adam. And listen, he has been seeking lost man ever since then. And he is in this house right now by the power of the Holy Spirit seeking those who do not know him. 
and he wants you to know him. He wants you to know him. The quality of Mary's worship, it was internal, it was intense, it was continual, it was humble. The person of Mary's worship, what was it? The God who saves. The God who saves. Now listen, this is fun. We've had a great time today. I love the music. I love the monologue. I've loved the videos. I've loved it all. But I'm telling you, our intention to bring you here today, every time we gather for church, we don't hide what our intention is. We want to bring you face to face with Jesus. And we want to ask you today where you are with him. What is your relationship with Jesus? And then if you don't have a relationship with Jesus, then we follow it up and we ask you, what are you going to do about that? What are you going to do with Jesus? Do you remember Pilate when Jesus stood in front of Pilate before he was hung on the cross? Pilate said, what am I going to do with this man called Jesus? What am I going to do with him? That's a very important question. Because what you decide to do with Jesus is what God decides to do with you in eternity. Have you received him as Savior? Would you just bow your head right now, right there where you are? Close your eyes. And I know, I know the kids are here, and I know they're getting restless, but I want you to try to focus. I want you to try to concentrate. And I want you to ask yourself this question right there in the quietness of your seat. Do I know God, or do I only know about God? I don't want to just know about God, because that isn't enough. I want to know Him. And the way we know Him is through Jesus Christ. So what you want to do right now is you want to speak to the Lord Jesus and you want to say thank you, Jesus, for coming into this world. The Bible says he willingly came. Thank you for willingly coming, leaving heaven and coming down here. Thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross in my place. Thank you for paying for my sins. Thank you, Jesus, that the, the grave couldn't hold you, death couldn't hold you, but you rose from the dead. Thank you for your power over death. And Jesus, I need you in my life. I need you, and I know you are seeking for me. And I come to you, Lord. I want to be found by you today. And I'm making myself available to you today, Jesus. Take my life. Take my life, Jesus. I want to follow you from this day on. I want to live the rest of my life for you. I don't know how to do it. I don't have all the answers. But help me, Lord. I want to live my life for you from this day on. With every head bowed and every eye closed, please. If you prayed that prayer today and you meant business with God, and you were serious in your prayer, you want your life to be different, will you just do me a favor? Nobody's looking. Will you just put your hand up and down real quick? Just slip it up and down real quick. I see you. God bless you. I see you. I see you. Now, church, can you look up? Can we just praise God for those today who made that decision? Now, listen. We don't want to leave you hanging. Those of you who lifted your hand, here's what we need you to do. We need you to go over here to this table and pick up a Bible before you leave. We have a free Bible for you. Um, if you are witnessing to a friend and you want to pick up a Bible for them, it's a Bible that is designed to answer questions for people who don't understand the things of God. And so we want you to have that. I told our church a few weeks ago that we have spent uh, seven, $8,000 on those Bibles and we just give them away. That's part of our budget, and we think it's well spent. 
they're not doing any good laying on that table. we got to get them out there. Amen? So, guys, hey, listen, so, so glad you're here today. Now, you got a candle. Everybody got their candle? All right? Here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do. This is my candle. I'm the pastor. I get the big candle. So here's what we're going to do, all right? Our ushers are going to come down the aisles. They're going to light the candles on the end. And then, listen, this is important. The one who has the candle that is not lit, you hold it over the lit candle. Now, if the one with the lit candle holds it over, then we're going to have shouting in the house. We're going to have a lot of shouting. Whoo, ha, I'm burning up over here, okay? So the one with the candle not lit holds it over that one, okay? And then the next one like that. And we're going to turn the lights off. It's going to be a beautiful service as we honor the birth of Jesus. Thank you guys for coming today. Stand up if you want to, just be careful.
Let's all hold them up and sing this last part. Thank you guys so much for being here. If you have questions, if you accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, we would love to talk to you, to meet with you, and get you started on that journey. And what we're going to do now is ask that all of you, um, I don't know how this is going to work if we all blow it out at the same time, but we did call the fire department and let them know to just not come between 4 and 5.15 if something were to happen. So you can... Uh, blow your candles out. Be careful. Don't blow your wax on your neighbor. And then we have bins that you can throw them away on your way out. God bless you guys so much. We love you. We hope to see you next week. Merry Christmas.